Sadly, we are in a time when far too many folks seem to be on their worst behavior when discussing important topics. Ranting and yelling and their online equivalents seem to have become the way to share an opinion. In Ohio Farm Bureau, we think there's a better way to solve problems. Thoughtful, courteous discussion. Farm Bureau's annual discussion meet competition is intended to develop young people's skills in working that way. This year's discussion meet finalists are our guests, and we're going to chat with them today on Town Hall Ohio. This is Town Hall Ohio, home to interesting people, engaging issues, and enlightening stories. Town Hall Ohio is a production of the Ohio Farm Bureau Federation, working to forge a partnership between farmers and consumers, and is supported by Nationwide. Nationwide is on your side. Now, here's Town Hall Ohio host, Joe Corneli. I say this every year, and I mean it. It's one of my favorite shows we do each year is when we bring in the finalists of Ohio's Farm, Ohio Farm Bureau's annual discussion meet contest. We'll tell you more about the contest in a moment, but the gist of it is to develop young leaders who know how to create conversation about meaningful issues. And a disclaimer about today's show, it was recorded just prior to the finals of the contest we're going to talk about. So by the time you hear this, one of these four folks will actually have been named the winner. But uh, as you are about to find out, all of these folks have some great thoughts to share and probably all are going to become great Farm Bureau and community leaders. Joining us today from Louisville, Ohio, Casey Ellington, Jacob Holsinger. Uh, did I pronounce that right? Holsher. Holsher. Jacob yes. Holsher. Well, I blew it once already, Jacob. Osgood, did I get that part right? Yes. All right. Seth Middleton is from Sydney and Annie Specht from Columbus, Ohio. So welcome to all of you. And uh, I guess we're just going to go around the table from my right to left. Uh, just a little bit about yourself. Seth, if you would, please start us off. No problem. Uh, Seth Middleton, Shelby County. I uh, grew up in Sydney, Ohio on 500 acres that my dad and mother uh, own. And uh, this year, my wife and I are taking over that operation. Uh, Brittany is my wife. I've got two kids, my daughter, Amelia, who's five, and my son, William, who's two. So, uh, and I've got one on the way. So it's always uh, entertaining time on the farm. And uh, as we come out of the winter here, the kids are getting pretty antsy to get out of the house. So it's good times. Annie, how about a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I'm originally from Dover, Ohio. So I grew up on a 200-acre registered Holstein dairy farm. Um, I am a, a proud Buckeye, past, present, and hopefully future if everything plan plays out okay. Um, I'm currently an a, assistant professor of agricultural communication at The Ohio State University, um, where I have been for um, almost four years now. And uh, we're still involved in um, some grain farming. My dad still raises about uh, 75 acres of corn and, uh, and hay every year. And we, uh, we raise some registered Holstein show heifers. Jacob, a little bit about you. Yes, uh, from Dark County. Osgood, Ohio. Uh, my wife, Ellen, is actually in the studio with me right now. Uh, we have one son, Christian, two years old, and um, grew up on a small dairy farm, about 70, 80 head. And we currently grow a couple hundred acres of crops and have raised some custom heifers as well as, as, well as some hogs. I do want to apologize here, have a little bit of laryngitis, so Bear with me. Yeah, that's uh, that's not good when the uh, when the object is to talk, is it? <laughs> Coming right. from an old radio guy, I feel your pain. Casey, introduce yourself. Um, I'm Casey Ellington. I'm originally from Brown County, but currently residing in Stark. I grew up on a beef and tobacco farm on the Ohio River, um, and my husband Charlie Ellington and I uh, started our own small little farm 
Ellington Farms, where we sell and raise um, custom meats, uh, beef, pork, and chicken. And then we are also partners in the Family Dairy, Southern Star Farms in Carroll County, where we milk about 130. And we do some couple hundred acres of hay and grain. Geographically, you couldn't have switched much more from extreme southwest to pretty far in the northeast. It's true. I got a pretty good learning curve. Didn't grow up in dairy country in it now. I bet you can drive 71 almost blindfolded. (laughs) Yep. I was so far south of 70, I didn't know what it was. (laughs) Well, we're going to uh, talk, as I said, about the discussion meet and then hear these young people's views on some important issues to anyone who enjoys food and people involved in the farming program, uh, farming business. But I want to talk a little bit about the uh, Ohio Farm Bureau Young Ag Professionals. Uh, It's a group that has just grown dramatically in the last four, five, six years. And uh, from an old guy's perspective, uh, nothing makes you feel better than to to see the new blood coming on. Annie, maybe we'll we'll start with you. Um, If you're talking to a friend and you say, you know, this YAP program, Young Ag Professionals, is something you should get into. How do you sell it? What do you tell folks about it? Well, I actually get the opportunity to talk to uh, a lot of my students at Ohio State about it, and I was looking at the uh, attendee list for this weekend and noticed quite a few familiar names, which was both uh, really heartening and kind of terrifying because they're going to be listening to all of us tonight. Um, So one of the big things that I like to to talk about with regard to the YAP program is really the opportunity to develop um, people skills. You know, a, a lot of folks in agriculture, we've got specific training in whatever commodity that we work in. Um, We might have, you know, vocational training, college educations in those fields, but we don't always focus so much on the people side of things. And um, being a communication um, instructor, you know, communication and and people are my thing. And so I really like to talk about the Young Ag Professionals program as an opportunity for young people to learn to have candid and polite discussions about really controversial issues, to talk to news media, to talk to policymakers, and how to make those interactions um, positive whenever possible. So I think that that's really one of the important things that the YAP program offers. Jacob, how'd you get started in Young Ag Professionals? Uh, actually, if uh, I don't know if many people know of uh, Greg McGlinch. He's um, been involved a lot with Farm Bureau. He kind of just brought me into a meeting one day uh, with Farm Bureau, and next thing I knew, I was going to the Young Ag Professional meeting, the yearly meeting. So it really just was a by chance sort of thing, and I've kind of just taken every opportunity that I can since since joining. So you keep coming back. It must have been uh, must have been good for you. Well, absolutely. I mean, growing up on a farm, you're used to your parents or grandparents' way of doing things, or maybe your friends or just your small geographical region. And even in Ohio, as small a state as it is, there's hundreds of different ways to run a farm and to go to these young ag conferences. You get to see every every different way. So, so, Casey, how important is that social aspect? Annie and Jacob both pointed out that you can learn things, skills, and, 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 and learn things about how to farm if you want to go that route. But even when I go to the YAP conferences or, 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 or see small groups gather, there's, there's a lot of fun to it, too. 
There is a lot of fun. I was going to say there's a lot of networking opportunities. That's the one thing I've been having a lot of discussions with um, some young and upcoming leaders in my neck of the woods, um, young girls getting ready to graduate and things like that, and trying to find those jobs in agriculture. And I say, we need to come and experience this conference for sure because they're going to talk about those. But then you're going to meet the people in the trade show, the vendors that are selling that if you don't have the opportunity to go back home and make those connections with vendors and see what other kind of jobs other people have that are attending. And maybe that's something you're interested in that isn't necessarily available right here, but has the opportunity to relocate so you can expand your career options. You know, that's that's another great point that they've all made is, is I got started in the uh, Young Ag Professionals group uh, by my OD, uh, Jill Smith, who gave me the opportunity. Really, as I came on as a Farm Bureau member, uh, began to learn a lot about the policy that that uh, Annie was talking about, some of the government officials uh, had a pretty good general idea of what was going on, but it, I learned a lot in my trip to D.C. as a young ag professional, and then we did the AgriPower group as well. I actually did it with Casey's husband, Charlie, and uh, there's a great group out there. As, as they've said, the networks are amazing, the people you meet, and just overall the things that you learn about ag uh, and, and the responsibilities that we have as a group uh, to create in the, in the state that produces some of the biggest uh, economical advances in, in ag that there is. We are visiting with four young ag leaders from Ohio Farm Bureau, Seth Middleton, Jacob Holscher, Casey Ellington, and Annie Speck. They are all the finalists in Ohio Farm Bureau's discussion meet. As I said at the top of the show, um, one of these folks will have already been named the winner of that competition by the time you hear this show, but we wanted to give everybody a crack at this. Jacob, uh, you and, and, and your friends and, uh, and, and your co-competitors in the competition, you're either all farming or around farmers on a regular basis. What are some of the, the challenges for a young man or woman or young couple that want to get into agriculture? Um, but it's not going to be easy. What, what what have been some of the stumbling blocks or challenges that you see that need to be overcome? The largest thing, and I think everybody would agree with me, is the access to capital. It costs so much to get started in farming right now. And there was a conversation that, excuse me, <clears throat> my wife and I had been having on the on the drive-in is how we're going to make this work, how we're going to be able to uh, buy the next property or um, put in the next piece of equipment, the next investment to make everything work. Um, it's something that I have the conversation frequently as part of my job at an insurance agency is talking with a lot of young farmers and how they're actually going to get started. Really, and to find the solution to that is I'm not able to answer that quite yet because I'm still trying to find it. I think there's a lot of um, coming from just trying to purchase a farm and it didn't work out. And then we run basically off of rental grounds um, and we're in a lot of oil and gas territory. There's a lot of relationships to be made with um, the people in our area, be it older farmers, um, businessmen that have the property and they let others farm it. Um, there are some really large rental farmers and to be able to maintain and establish those rentals and lease up opportunities or apprenticeships has been really eye-opening and really encouraging to us, especially in our facility. But we know several other young farmers that don't have the ability to inherit ground. Um, and that's the way we're all getting our start. It, we literally started with four steers and I know several other people and we've grown to 80. So, and that's only been an eight year time period and we didn't have a lot of cash up front. 
So there is opportunities there, and it is encouraging. You just have to go and seek out those relationships, be it with your banker, your attorneys, your neighbors, and fellow farmers. And I think Jacob's right. I think I'm in the ag lending world. I work for Heartland Bank, and, and one of the things that we see is it's, it's difficult for the young beginning farmers to get started. There's some programs out there through the FSA. Um, there, there's, as, as Casey said, you've got to get out and find your local farmer that wants to help get the young guys started because it's almost impossible. I mean, you think about the cost of a new combine and it's a half a million dollars or, uh, you know, Jacob's from Dart County and the average farm sales over there are 12,000 plus per acre. So you start thinking about the cash flow on something like that and there's not a lot of profit margin in it. So are you better to go out and work a job that creates W-2 income or are you better to try to go out and farm, which is what you love to do, but it's almost impossible. So it's a difficult task that uh, we're involved in today. And I wanted to go back to uh, to Casey's point about finding those relationships and how important relationships are in agriculture anymore. You know, I grew up in Tuscarawas County where you have a lot of agriculture, but you also have a lot of untillable land. You've got some expanding communities and really just the, the physical access to, to farmland isn't what it used to be. And so, you know, we've we're no longer dairying full time, but my parents have opened up um, some of our um, some of our ground, some of our um, former you know, milking barns to a neighboring farm that has helped us out by taking in our milking cattle. And so by developing that kind of partnership where, you know, there's not really an exchange of money happening, but there's an exchange of, of um, you know, solidarity in the dairy industry because you know this is a, a young guy who can't necessarily buy more land to expand his operation we'll be back in just a couple of moments to talk more with ohio farm bureau's discussion meet finalist casey ellington jacob holscher seth middleton annie speck we'll be back to hear more of their thoughts on agriculture from a young person's perspective when we continue on town hall ohio Glad to have you in the studio with us, the finalists in Ohio Farm Bureau's annual discussion meet competition. They are Annie Specht, Seth Middleton, Jacob Holscher, and Casey Ellington. Uh, Casey, if you would, uh, we, we talked a little about uh, the Young Ag Professionals program. Uh, I, I, I've referenced our discussion meet several times. Uh, how do you describe that to, to someone that may not know much about it from, the, from scratch? The discussion meet yeah. is yeah. definitely not a debate. It is um, unifying and coming together to find solutions to problems facing all types of farmers and ways to benefit our members and coming up, coming to the table with different ideas um, and solutions and combining those into one great package. And uh, I I think the part that interests me when I watch folks like yourself over the years do this is... I can see all of you taking the skills that you develop for this session and being a County Farm Bureau president someday and then becoming a member of the Ohio Farm Bureau Board of Trustees and maybe being the Ohio Farm Bureau president. I mean, Seth, the idea is is uh, selfish for Farm Bureau. We're training our next generation of leaders with these skills. You know, and that's a great point, Joe. One of the important things for the ag community is have a, a solid voice in responding to some of the criticisms we often face. And and to do that, you know, these individuals, groups come at us pretty hard with some of their best. So the idea, I think, behind the discussion meet is to put 
our best back at them. And, uh, and, and I think we've got a good group here. I think that's what we do best is, is find a way to talk educated, uh, diversely understand and, and have a positive outlook on what we're trying to promote as agriculturalists and farmers in general. So do you guys, do you start something like this with the idea of viewing it as training or, uh, for, for future leadership or do you view it as a self-improvement opportunity or both maybe? Honest, honestly, it's a little bit of everything, but for myself, it was an experience. Um, I, I definitely wanted the training to get out there. It's a, kind of a leadership role, getting your voice out there, but the experience to actually get in front of a large group of people and talk about something that you're extremely passionate about is, I think everybody looks forward to something like that. And you probably know as a teacher that uh, for a lot of young people, just that standing up in front of a group of people, like Jacob just said, that that's not easy. There, There's a lot of people that just scares the bejeebers out of. And I will say as a teacher that that is something I face myself, just getting used to that interaction and standing in the front of the classroom. So for me, this has been a really good opportunity to take what I've done in the classroom and actually get to practice it. And I think one of my favorite things about being involved in the discussion meet in the last few months has, getting, has been the opportunity to look into some of these really tricky questions that agriculture is facing and do the background research and and talk about those issues and then have the opportunity to come to a table with some really accomplished young ag professionals and have a discussion where we get to hash out some of these issues and then come up with uh, potential solutions for them. That's a great segue because I wanted to ask that. We'll get into some of those specifics here in just a few moments, but Jacob, maybe you could start us off here. What's your process? They they throw these topics out that out there that you may or may not know anything about. Let's assume it's something that never really even crossed your mind. How do you get started? What how how do you research and how do you prepare for an event like this? We were just joking about this just before walking in here. Um, for myself, I believe that being I work in the ag community. I am part of the ag community. A lot of these issues are already being brought up on a daily basis that you have firsthand knowledge and you can really go into those topics but in terms of something that maybe you haven't thought of before or from a different perspective it's really i read all the time and i just try to take in as much as i can and try to look at a different perspective other than the one that i'm used to uh, just pro agriculture pro pro-farming and look at the other side to see why this is an issue to begin with. Yeah. And I, I think that's a great point. I, I think the, the hard part is is for us as a, as a group of individuals and, and talking about how do you prep on each topic is trying to find out the pros and cons and understand what the other side's going to disagree with. I mean, we have a, a diverse marketplace where we sell our goods to you know, non-GMOs versus GMOs versus organic. I mean, everybody's got their own distinct scenario that they want to purchase. And purchasing power brings to the table the money. That's how we are profitable. That's how we make money. And, you know, we talked about capital and and, and, and profit margin within that. And I think the important part is, is as a group, as, a, as an ag group, we have to find ways to sell our products. And that is, you know, find out whose who's money buys our product, whether it's organic, whether it's non-GMO, whether it's you know, whatever you can think of, that's that's the that's the hard part with ag. I came to this as an end of my AgriPower class and taking all that information and all that critical thinking and information they gave me and pounded me with over the past, like, since June. 
Um, and Melinda gives us great resources with that. But I we've covered all of these topics and met all these really great experts. And I really wanted to like attest for my final thought process on that and all the information I got out of it. So this is really a personal test on my um, accruing of information and distributing it out there and focusing my ideas. So I really think that this is crucial and we need more people like this and to go through these programs to benefit us farmers and for Ohio Farm Bureau. Casey mentioned AgriPower. Uh, we could spend an hour talking about it. It's an incredible year-long intensive leadership development program that Ohio Farm Bureau has put together. And uh, if you are a young person and interested in uh, leadership development, visit OFBF.org and just type in AgriPower and you'll get a chance to learn more about another great program uh, that we have here at Ohio Farm Bureau. We'll be back with Casey, Jacob, Seth, and Annie when we continue. Welcome back to Town Hall, Ohio, where our guests are Casey Ellington of Louisville, Jacob Holscher of Osgood, Seth Middleton of Sydney, and Annie Specht of here in Columbus. They are Ohio Farm Bureau's finalists in the uh, discussion meet competition, which is a, an opportunity for them to test their uh, their thought processes, their uh, small group communications, uh, and and also help them become better leaders within Ohio Farm Bureau and, and within their communities. So one of the topics uh, that the uh, contestants had to prepare for this year, it officially reads, farmers are a shrinking percentage of the population. How can Farm Bureau help first-generation farmers and ranchers get started in agriculture? So to be completely fair, I'm going to spin the pen here on the table. I'm spin it harder than that to see who goes first. Seth, you, uh, you go first. This is something you guys were talking about already. It's hard for a young person to get into agriculture. So... What can Farm Bureau do to help us make that happen, Seth? You know, this this question we already had a chance to discuss discuss at the original at the original date for the uh, discussion meet, and I think it was it was probably one of the harder questions because the Farm Bureau, as a grassroots organization, has a lot of you know we talked about networking earlier, and I think there's a lot of that that comes to the table of of finding people that have different aspects or different relationships or different knowledge about what it takes to get into agriculture. Again, it, you know, from a capital standpoint, that's a large concern. And I, I think Jacob had a hit on that. But the other side is, is there's, you know, if you didn't grow up on the farm and you want to start a, a beef farm or a milk, you know, a milk farm, any of the above, you've got to get some knowledge. And the best way to do that is is the knowledge that uh, veteran farmers have out there, guys that have been picking up rocks, baling hay and, and doing all the hard stuff. And uh, there's a lot of knowledge out there. So I think the Farm Bureau their ability of what they bring to the table with that that network that group of membership it really helps out in that situation looking for your niche also i think is a big thing with young beginning farmers since we typically start off small looking for those smaller niches or those holes that they're looking for in the marketplace products you may be looking for that you can't find or you want that local feel and you want to be able to meet that farmer you want to have those conversations with your consumer um those are a great way to start off really small and build up a following and you can do some of those things in your backyard literally on a very small lot if you're doing produce and things like that. 
I think that's a great point. And um, that kind of brings me into thinking about things like urban farming and farming in these non-traditional agricultural sectors. Um, we're actually working on putting together our, our student magazine in our senior capstone class in the AgCom program. And one of our students is working on a story about a micro farm in Mansfield that one of the faculty members at the, uh, the OSU Mansfield campus is running. And so even identifying opportunities to take these very non-traditional um, places where we don't think of areas that we can farm and seeing how we can sort of sort of make that into an agricultural niche, I think is going to be something that we're going to see more and more of as farmland becomes more difficult to acquire, as capital becomes more difficult to finance. Absolutely. And that comes back to community need as well. I mean, getting into the urban farming and typically those are somewhat prepared to go into environments or communities that don't have the availability of local produce right in their backyard or affordable. And from remembering back to the actual discussion, whenever there was more than the four of us, I think we had all kind of came to the same conclusion on both, both rounds that there almost needs to be some sort of database or some sort of apprenticeship program that Casey had mentioned um, for all this knowledge and all of this information to be pulled together um, that way maybe Farm Bureau, since they have that, all that information ready, to help access, allow those small farmers, beginning farmers, to get the information and the knowledge that they need. We're chatting with our discussion meet finalists for this year from Ohio Farm Bureau, Seth Middleton, Jacob Holscher, Casey Ellington, and Annie Speck. I might uh, throw out there that uh, besides the uh, thrill and honor of winning a discussion meet, one of these folks is going to be receiving a $1,000 cash award from Nationwide Insurance and an expense-paid trip to the OFBF annual meeting next winter and an expense-paid trip to the American Farm Bureau annual convention in January of next year. That's down in New Orleans, and uh, they'll be representing Ohio in the National Discussion Meet Contest. Uh, we've got about a minute before break, just around the table real quick. You've all talked about uh, the, the, um, the importance of having someone that's willing to share information with you and, and, uh, and, and perhaps even mentor. Uh, Jacob, did, have you had success? I mean, are there, are there old-timers in the neighborhood that uh, when you've got a question, they're, they're willing to share with you? Sometimes, I guess. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I, I am lucky enough to have my family is still actively farming, so I can still bounce a lot of ideas off of family members and brothers and sisters. Casey, how about in your case? Yeah, I mean, my husband's family's farm is pretty large. My parents are really small, so we kind of get to that middle ground. But um, being in the professional world of agriculture, we get encouraged um, from a lot of them to keep going and keep fighting the fight and keep growing. Good good uh, experience in that area, Annie? Absolutely. I've been really fortunate to have a family that's still actively involved in the dairy industry and then professionally having um, mentors who are helping me out both uh, in academia and here in things like Farm Bureau. Yeah, and I've luckily enough to have my uh, dad around and, and grew up in a rural community. So there's still a lot of farmers around the neighborhood that help. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that one generation's still willing to help the next. We'll be back to talk more with Casey Ellington, Jacob Holscher, Seth Middleton, and Annie Speck when we continue on Town Hall Ohio. May God bless and keep you always. May your wishes all come true. May you always do for others and let others do for you. 
You build a ladder to the stars Climb on every rung May you stay Forever young We're chatting with four young leaders from Ohio Farm Bureau who are participants in the Discussion Meet competition. We've mentioned this several times. By the time you hear this show, one of them will have been named the winner because we taped ahead of those, uh, those finals during the winter conference hosted by Ohio Farm Bureau's Young Ag Professionals program. Seth Middleton is from Sydney. Annie Specht from Columbus. Jacob Holsher from Osgood and Casey Ellington from Louisville. We uh, are also hitting on some of the actual questions that they were asked to talk about uh, and discuss during the discussion meet rounds. And during the second round, the question was, how can farmers and ranchers maintain their buying power with, uh, in spite of the continued trend of input supplier and provider consolidations? Uh, let, me, let me translate that to the non-farm community. When I was a kid, uh, there was a deer dealership in my uh, in town. There was a Ford dealership in town. There was an there was an international dealership in town. And now you might have to drive three or four or six counties away to find just one of those. The ag supplying industry has consolidated somewhat. So Annie, uh, we'll start with you on this one. In in light of that consolidation in agribusiness, how how can agriculture young professionals such as yourself maintain buying power, stay competitive in that marketplace? So this was a question I was actually really happy to see when we got it in uh, the semifinals for the discussion meet, because as someone who grew up in the dairy industry, um, buying power and market share is always a big issue. And one of the ways that my family personally helped deal with that was by being part of a cooperative. And so I think one of the big focuses of our conversation in the semifinal was on cooperatives and how farmers and producers can come together and and sort of counter that consolidation that we're seeing on the input side. And I think that, you know, for farm as as farm bureau members and young ag professionals, you know, being part of an organization like Farm Bureau that has fostered cooperatives throughout its history, that I think is a really great solution for a problem that we're facing more and more. And, and you know, the part that Annie states there that I think is important is buying power. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about spending your money or, or getting the money where it's most needed or, you know, the supplier in this situation, as long as you're spending your money there, these other larger consolidations are going to have to figure out ways to keep those people buying from them. If they raise their prices so much, that they get out of the out of the market. You know, those co-ops that continue to be there for their, their members are where we're going to stay as, as a group. So I think that's important is understanding your buying power as an individual and what your money brings to the table. I think, honestly, it allows for a diversification to actually happen on some sort of farm if if some supplier or if some dealer has gotten out of business it allows a farmer to potentially do business in those in those arenas whereas they weren't before where they can actually go and maybe do some sort of custom spraying that the co-op used to do but as they've been bought out they've gone further and further away the charges have gone higher that it allows them to maybe add something to their operation that they didn't have before and see i come to it from a totally different side as an end user and then in my previous life up until about a year ago i worked for an animal health distributor and in the animal health world all these pharmaceutical companies are merging together and getting larger um, but sometimes their product line and availability is getting smaller Um, but the important part about that as a sales rep and my husband's a salesman for a cooperative so i see that on the feed side a good bit um, and by being a farmer myself making these relationships with the actual vendor reps and the salesmen to get that 
um, asking for those discounts and saying, if I partner with one other farmer, making either an official or unofficial cooperative um, to purchase, what is my order minimum or maximum to get that better discount? Or how do I get that better in year-end rebate? Um, and how to make the most beneficial for my operation. So this whole idea of farmers cooperating with one another to uh, do things that might be difficult on an individual basis, I would throw out there for our listeners that that was one of the primary roles of Ohio Farm Bureau when the organization formed back in 1919. And one of their first ventures in the early 20s was a little company that was the Ohio Farm Bureau Mutual Automobile Insurance Company, it grew a little bit, and it's now called Nationwide. We've, we've got 60 seconds just real quick from anybody who wants to throw it in. We're in an age completely different than when Farm Bureau was born almost 100 years ago. The, that model for cooperation still valid, guys? Absolutely. There's new smaller farm cooperatives setting up all the time. There's Buckeye Valley Beef Cooperative, actually, in southern Ohio. And then I met with Mandy Way, and it's Southern Ohio Produce Cooperative, Um towards Marietta, but they, they're coming up all the time. And it's a great way to get your buying power for your seed and your supplies, but also to meet those orders and fill those orders. I think it's always going to be there because it creates an opportunity. I think it's one of the ways that ag will continue to be successful is by having these groups created one way or the other. We will be back to wrap up our conversation with four very thoughtful young people who are participants in Ohio Farm Bureau's discussion meet competition. Seth Middleton, Jacob Pulcher, Casey Ellington, and Annie Speck will be back to wrap up this week's Town Hall Ohio in just a couple of moments. There will always be two different views of the same thing, baby. Too many views from either side. The participants in our discussion meet are good at sharing their views and bringing out the views of others, and uh, we are having the privilege of having them in the studio with us today. Annie Specht of Columbus, Seth Middleton of Sydney, Casey Ellington of Louisville, Jacob Holscher of Osgood, finalists in this year's discussion meet. One of the questions that you folks uh, had to approach in the final round of the discussion meet and that is uh, this whole thing about trade. And uh, I'm not going to read the official question, but there seems to be a lot of controversy generated here recently about whether or not trade is a good idea. Jacob, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll start with you. Just a few thoughts on that subject. Well, for the ag community, trade is really what's allowing us all to have, really have jobs. I mean, a lot of uh, products in the ag community are being exported now without that trade I don't know if there would be a pork industry or a soybean industry, and I really hope that the general public realizes that a lot of their individual wealth and what they're able to do goes back to how well the ag, ag does and what they can export and what manufacturing from that standpoint can export. I think to me the most interesting thing about this question is is how much the demographics of the folks who oppose trade have changed in the last 20 years. You know, we're seeing um, people who used to rely on trade now opposing it because they might see it as a drain on manufacturing jobs and, and jobs in other sectors. And so I think that that's going to be a really interesting question for us to pose. You know, how do we how do we discuss this topic with a group of people who 
you know, once embraced trade and now have really pushed away from it. How do we do that? And, and I think Annie brings up a great point is there's there's different trade agreements out there and, and there's so many that we have to take a look at and an in-depth look at. And again, we're the United States. We're, we're concerned about our exports and imports and those costs associated with it. But where are we gaining the benefits of exporting these other countries and how do we rely on that? So it's it's probably one of the most difficult questions I think we've had in the discussion round so far. I definitely find it the most difficult. I was going to say trade is not my strong suit, obviously. I did find it really interesting on my reading, though. Uh, there are certain farmers that are opposing trade or having certain things in their food supply is what I found most end users. And that is really disheartening because, unfortunately, we are not an island to send out. You must bring in. Um, and that seems to be some of a lesson that needs to be hit on a little harder and find a solution with that. I will mention that uh, these are our four finalists in the Farm Bureau discussion meet, uh, pre-recorded as we do each week with the show. The big difference on this one is is that the winner will have already been named. And so visit OFBF.org. By the time you hear this, we'll have some information up on the website to let let you know which one of uh, these four young people uh, came out ahead. It will be a great opportunity, a $1,000 cash award from Nationwide Insurance, expense-paid trip to Ohio Farm Bureau's annual meeting next winter, an expense-paid trip to the American Farm Bureau Convention in New Orleans in January of 2019, and uh, one of these four folks will be representing Ohio in that contest. As we uh, as we wrap up, uh, a, a question that I, I like to ask young people uh, pretty regularly, and we'll just go around the table, Casey, starting with you. As, as young people, uh, you're busy. Uh, some of you have kids. You've got family responsibilities. You've got jobs. There are 50 different organizations that you could have gotten involved with, and yet you picked Ohio Farm Bureau. Why? I picked Ohio Farm Bureau. I'm actually kind of in my infancy with Ohio Farm Bureau. I picked Ohio Farm Bureau for AgriPower to get those leadership skills. I really admired that class and saw what it gave to my husband and those skills, and I really wanted to bring that into my life and further it into my business and my community. Jacob? I really joined just to learn. I mean, I saw a lot of farmers in our area on the Farm Bureau board and just wanted to learn a little bit more about it and how, how I can help them. Annie, your thoughts? Farm Bureau has kind of been a, a family endeavor for us. I remember growing up going to our Grapevine Farm Bureau Council meetings, um, and a lot of my, my childhood friends uh, were the children of the, the council members that were there with my parents. Um, my mom works for Ohio Farm Bureau, and you know, having the opportunity to get involved in an organization that really connects consumers and producers has been really important to my life. And Seth, final word. Yeah, I think the Farm Bureau, <clears throat> excuse me, Farm Bureau is vital to the agricultural community as it's what helps us thrive and, and brings everybody together. I want to thank all of you for being here and for stepping up and entering uh, the Young Ag Professionals Discussion Meet competition. Uh, one of you's already won, but I'll say good luck to all of you anyways. Casey Ellington, Jacob Holscher, Seth Middleton, Annie Speck, thank you all for being here on Town Hall Ohio. Town Hall Ohio is a project of the Ohio Farm Bureau Federation and is brought to you with the support of Nationwide. Nationwide is on your side. Join us again next week for Town Hall, Ohio.